0: So we're getting like a Bitcoin pump in anticipation of the ETF, which is probably expected. But then on the other hand, we're getting this altcoin reckoning. Look at the altcoins in the last week. you got the biggest altcoins down 20, 30, and even 40%. Just look here, Filecoin down 25%. I looked at Solana earlier, down 20%. And at the same time, you've got Bitcoin pumping ahead of the ETF and you've got the altcoin reckoning. And so what people are starting to ask is they're starting to get really worried and saying, well, what, what's actually going on here? And I'm starting to get a whole lot of like concerned messages. This is a message that I got today. It says, hey, bro, I think the question your viewers want to know, want the answer is to do we move out of altcoin positions into Bitcoin as when the ETF approved, the only asset they can buy is the ETF. They can't go into they can't go into a Bitcoin then into altcoin. So logically, the Bitcoin price should get huge flows and the altcoin are just going to capitulate. We're going to talk about that today because that is not actually correct. There is a reason why we're getting this altcoin pullback. There is a reason why we're getting this altcoin reckoning, this altcoin capitulation. I'm going to show you why and I'm going to show you when it ends and I'm going to show you what happens next. So that's it. It's it's a massive show. It's our first show back here, our first official show back here in 2024. Let's have some fun. Let's do this guy. I guess it is really the question in everyone's mind today. What is actually going on? What has been happening on altcoins since last week? Why are the altcoins getting absolutely, absolutely, absolutely destroyed all of a sudden, while Bitcoin is actually, um, is actually moving up? I'm going to show you exactly, exactly, exactly why that's happening. I was actually looking at the altcoins. I saw that, say, down 22% since the high. You've got Solana down 26% since the high. and If you look at all the other altcoins, you've just gone to banter bubbles. And you hit the, the one week, and you can see you got EGLD up to uh, down 24.4%, Helium down 30%, you've got DOT down 30, 13%, Cardano down 15%, uh, Phantom down 23%. This, no matter which way you look at it, is actually quite a correction in altcoins. And I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise because I did say that we were actually going to get a correction in altcoins. So that's what we're going to be discussing here today. Um, welcome 2024. It's our first real show back here in 2024 super excited to get to work. I've been rearing, 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 rearing to get back to work. You know, I did a, a show uh, last week just because I was, I was itching to, to come back and bring you guys crypto love and crypto wisdom. That's what, 24, that's what 2024 is going to be about. It's going to be about crypto love, crypto wisdom, building the most profitable community here in the world at in, the, in probably what is the last crypto bull market. So either we're going to make it big now or I don't know what's gonna happen we're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to be here for three more cycles to try and make those returns so listen if you're not already a subscriber to our channel join our channel and i want to share a massive benchmark with you guys uh which i actually posted banter is three years old today well not, not exactly today but more or less and in three years we've managed to build what i think is one of the biggest crypto communities out there Seven hundred thousand subscribers in fact to be more accurate 700,298 subscribers uh, that we've managed to build in the last three years. So listen, if you are one of those 700,000 subscribers, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're extremely, extremely proud of the community that we've built. Uh, 2024, as I said, is going to be no different. We're going to continue to build the most profitable community in the world. That is our mission. That is our vision. That is all we live for every single day to bring you guys, um, to make you guys the richest community in the world. And we know that there is probably only one more crypto cycle left where you can make Absolute, absolute life changing returns. And so, because our mission is to build the most profitable community in the world, we've got to make sure that we make it in, in this crypto cycle, which means we kind of have like six or 700 days less, maybe even five or 600 days to actually make these life changing returns. So, that's kind of like the target that we're working on. We're kind of saying, look, how do we get a community? to make life-changing money, to become financially free, and to never, ever, ever need to talk about money ever again, to make money, to, make them, to give them freedom in 500 days. That's effectively the mission that we're on. So if you want to join us on the mission, as I say, for those of you who've already subscribed, uh, thank you. Keep subscribing. Um, and for the rest of you, um, smash the like button. As you know, the more you like the video, the more excited I get. The more excited I get, the more alpha I give you. The more alpha I give you, the more money you make. The more money you make, the closer you become to financial freedom. I still get 635 likes. Smash, guys. Smash, 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 smash. Um, let's carry on. Uh, let's talk about what is actually going on. What is actually going on out there. Uh, as I said to you, we do have the Bitcoin pump right now. I noticed that we got Bitcoin up at 45,000. I'm going to show you in a second what the catalyst to that Bitcoin pump is because we haven't been at at that level all the time. So if you look over here, if you look at just a few hours ago, we were at 43,246. That is today because you can see I'm looking at the hourly. And then we pumped all the way up to 45. I'm going to show you in a second what the catalyst for that pump was. Part of the catalyst for that pump was a short squeeze. So you had a whole lot of people who were short. Maybe, maybe, maybe they thought that there's going to be an ETF denial or they thought that we reached the end of this cycle and we're moving into the next cycle for Bitcoin, right? And what you could see is that there was the pump up and as soon as there was the pump up, we've had 230 million uh, uh, of, of shorts squeezed. You can see the majority here are shorts that, that, were actually, uh, that were actually squeezed. As I said, at the same time, we got the altcoins, The altcoins are being absolutely, absolutely smashed. If you look at them today, the only ones that are really up, Internet Computer, ICP, Injective up, Stacks up. We'll talk about why Stacks is up. The hexes and the pulse chains, those guys up. But the majority are down. If you zoom out and you say, okay, tell me what's happened over the last week. In the last week, again, altcoins being absolutely, absolutely smashed. Now, if you do this and you go to Banter Bubbles and you set your currency... Bitcoin, which is what I'm about to do now. So now I'm looking at all the coins relative to Bitcoin. It paints an even worse picture. So look at that. If If you look at the coins relative to Bitcoin, you can see that ultimately these tokens are moving Bitcoin is sucking the, the 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 lifeblood and the marrow out of the out of the altcoins and what you're seeing is you're seeing tokens like Solana down 25.9%, you're looking you're seeing say down 22%. And I can go through a list of all of them, but I'm sure you don't need me to go through the list of all of them because you all have altcoin portfolios. And when you look at your altcoin portfolios, I'm sure starting to hurt just a little bit. And a lot of people have reached out to me including the person who sent me this message almost saying, "Look, The big realization that he's had is that because the institutions are only going to be able to buy Bitcoin, the answer is to buy Bitcoin. That's not right. That's not right. I'm going to show you in a couple of seconds why that's not right. But the big question is now, the big question is, what do we do now? Do we sell our altcoin bags and go into Bitcoin and Bitcoin related narratives, which is one of the things we we can talk about? Or do we start buying altcoins? Or do we do nothing? Or there is another thing that we can do. We could adopt this strategy over here. You can take your altcoin bags, you can call up the chart and you can blow. I mean, she's literally she's literally giving her altcoin bags a blowjob. Look, that is a strategy. In some parts of the world, that is a strategy. Okay, but I don't know. That, I don't think that that's the strategy that we want to be uh, adopting right now. I don't think that, that that's the strategy that we want to be adopting right now. Let's understand what caused the pump in Bitcoin, because as I said, we started off the day and there was no pump, right? When we started off the day, we started off the day, uh, as I said to you, at 43,000, 43,250. Right now we're at 45,000. So what actually happened? Well, the first thing is that we started to get people aping into Bitcoin. Spot and, and uh, in, in terms of open interest, in terms of leverage, people started to leverage big into Bitcoin. Why? Because everyone's banking on the fact that to this week is the Bitcoin ETF approval week. Well, it kind of has to be the ETF approval week. Is it going to happen today? I don't think so. It could happen tomorrow and it could happen on Wednesday. Either way, it doesn't really matter. It's today, tomorrow or Wednesday. And in all probability, we're getting an ETF approval. It's not 100% that we're getting an ETF approval, it's ninety five percent. The 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 Bloomberg analysts say there's a ninety five percent. Barry Silbert says big week. When he says big week, usually it is a big big week. Sometimes a good big week, and sometimes a bad big week. But it's a, a it's a big week. Sunshine, his underling who runs GBTC, he's got his eyes basically. He's 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 got the his his. Um, His uh, 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 eyes open. I saw this, which is very, 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 very scary. I hope that this is not the reason for the big week. This delusional guy says, today I'm going to attempt something that to this date no one has been able to do. From the Winklevoss wins to Kathy Wood to BlackRock, no one has been able to get the Bitcoin ETF approved. Today I'm heading to DC to push this thing over the line. Today live at 12 p.m. This is very scary. Imagine that we do all this work, we do all this work, and then BitBoy goes to DC and destroys it for all of us, because there's no chance he's getting the the, the, the ETF approved. Anyway, be that as it may, today is all about the Bitcoin ETF approval. You can see the Google searches have absolutely peaked. The Google trend searches have absolutely peaked on the ETF approval. As I said, 95% chance of approval. Here are the things that could potentially make us not be approved, okay? So, one is ARC withdrawals, but with a guarantee from the SEC that they will be approved in March. In other words, the SEC says, look, we're not ready yet. ARC, please withdraw your application in return for us guaranteeing you that you will get the application in March. Can happen. Gensler goes nuclear, and the SEC denies using new reasons or ignores the court order. Very unlikely. Biden administration comes down and does something to stop this, unlikely. So they're saying, look, 95% this thing is a done deal. I'm gonna say it's about 99% a done deal. And we move on to the next part of the ETF. And the next part of the ETF is the, the battle for two things. The first battle is the battle for the most successful launch of a Bitcoin ETF. Because remember now, this is one of the first times if not the first time in history, where you've got 11 providers all going out to issue an ETF on exactly the same instrument. Never in history, never in the history of the world have you had exactly the same ETF launched on exactly the same asset by 11 providers and the biggest asset managers in the world all on a single day. That's never happened before. That's never happened before. And so for, for, for us and for them, we are in complete uncharted territory. This is the first time that they've had to compete for a share of the pie of the of the the um of of the pie for for the single ETF right. This has never happened before. This has never ever 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 happened before, and now you've got eleven issuers all having to compete for an ETF on the same day for the same asset. Now, um, Eric Bakuna says here are the twenty-five most successful ETF launches of all time, and you can see that BlackRock dominates the top ten. So if BlackRock is dominating the top 10. They're saying this is lined up cash. Hence, they say on brand, this is what they do. He's saying that BlackRock, their best marketing is initially to come in hot with a whole lot of money in the ETF. And to that effect, we had rumors where where we heard that BlackRock already lined up $2 billion worth of capital. Remember, that's one provider who's got $2 billion worth of capital. And then... Uh, Eric Balcuna says he's already confirmed. He says, further, I got a second source that confirmed Matt's claim that they have um, a, big, a, a big amount of dollars lined up for the first day. So that's the first battle. The first battle is who's going to win the launch of the ETF. And the interesting part is that they're going to be fighting so, so, so hard. Just think about it like this. You're going to get 11 of the world's biggest asset managers or 10 or however many, however many it is all going out there fighting with one another and when they fight, they will be fighting by promoting our asset that we bought before they could access it to their client base. Do you understand Like what's going on here? You're finally getting the biggest asset managers in the world actually working for you. you actually, you're not paying them at all and they are actually working to sell your bags at a higher price. It's never happened before in the history of the world because Never before has retail been able to buy an asset eleven years or twelve years or whatever thirteen years before the institutions could actually sell it to their client base. This is the first time in history, and not only that they, they it's the first time in history that that retail has been able to buy the asset before institutions and then the institutions will compete to try and buy it buy it from you this limited this limited uh, supply asset. You understand what's what's about to happen. So that's the first part of it. The first part of it is there's going to be a massive, massive, massive battle right now for uh, uh, the launch. Who's going to have the most successful launch? What is most successful? Who's going to have the quickest launch? Who's going to have the most money in, in the fund? And then the next part of it is fees. So the next part that we've had now is fees. And I saw Meltem uh, on Friday get interviewed by CNBC. I think it was Friday when she got interviewed by CNBC. So listen to what she said. The battleground it's the battleground for all asset managers fees baby fees 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 we're all about the fees and here's what's really interesting fidelity came out of the gate really early on uh, two weeks ago 39 basis points that's pretty low for specialty etf we were thinking it would be in the 70 to 100 basis point range grayscale right now the grayscale trust is 250 basis points we've got fidelity at 39 um invest so like- So the next battleground, the battleground that we're in now, the one that's just just started now is fees. Who can have the lowest fees? you understand what's going on now? The asset managers are all lowering their fees so that they can attract more money into their Bitcoin ETF so that their client base can buy our bags because we managed to buy Bitcoin before retail managed to buy. And remember that because we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So how are the fees looking? Well, there's a fee competition going on who can have the lowest fees and they fighting so initially it was 0.3 then it went to 0.25 um then they so arc dropped from 0.8 to 0.25 and so here it is so blackrock 0.3 and 0.2 for the first 12 months in and galaxy 0.59 but zero for the first six months or for until they get five billion under management now just remember that five billion number um Yeah, we made a spreadsheet for you guys. We'll publish the spreadsheet. In fact, it is already published on Crypto Banter's um, uh, Twitter page. But you can see exactly who's charging what. The lowest is Bitwise at 0.24 and they're waiving the fee for the first six months. Then you've got Van Eck. Then you've got ARK. um, ARK waiving the fee for the first six months or the first $1 billion under assets. You've got uh, Galaxy, as we said earlier, which uh, is, is, um, yeah, that's this one over here. Uh, BlackRock also reduced to 0.2 for 12 months and then 5 billion and for the first 5 billion assets. So they are now fighting to be the cheapest to, they're fighting to be the cheapest when it comes to fees so that more people will buy using their ETF. That's the next part of the battle. The next part of the battle is fees. Now, some interesting thing when it comes to fees, and we need to talk about this. So the first thing is um, Gabor Gobex, who used to work for for Vanek, he says, it actually costs less to hold a Bitcoin ETF for a year than to have a single trade on Coinbase. And that's how cheap. Because when you have all the biggest asset managers in the world fighting for market share, you the the the, the winner, the end winner here is the consumer or the investor that's actually that actually buys it because they're getting much lower fees and they're getting much better specials. Um, the next thing is that just when we thought that the, the ETF was completely priced in, what the market is telling us is that no, the ETF is not priced in because the minute we started talking about fees, Bitcoin's up 2.5%. So again, we're at the point now where we're fine tuning it so much that we're actually talking about the 0.01% on the fees and we're, getting, we're starting to get a taste of the intense competition that the biggest asset managers in the world are about to enter into to promote the one an ETF on the one asset that we could buy before they could buy it. This is one of the most powerful things that the asset management world has ever seen. The other thing which I think is very, very, very important, just let's just talk about this. So for reference, if they get thirty bips or twenty five bips and they get around ten billion, that's only thirty million dollars a year or $25 million a year. I don't think they're doing this for $25 million a year. And specifically, if you think about this, do you think that BlackRock would get into this? Do you think that BlackRock would, would get into this for $25 million a year, shared amongst 11 issuers? Absolutely not. They're doing this because they want to make huge fees. They don't, they don't care about $25 million in fees. They, ca- they care about much, much, much bigger, so you can kind of see where this is going. They're not doing this for the small, measly $30 million in fees. They have a much bigger picture in mind. And when eleven or ten asset managers have a much bigger picture in mind, and we know that they're all going for 10 billion or 5 billion or whatever the number is, you're talking about huge money into Bitcoin. Money that we like we've never, ever, 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 ever seen before flowing into our ecosystem. That is where we're at. And we're not talking about being a month or two months away. Guys, we are 48 hours, maybe maybe 55 hours away maximum from the ETF approval. And then we move on to who's going to have the most successful launch. How quickly can they launch it? And how much money can we get in there? Shit is about to get real when it comes to Bitcoin. We're about to experience something that has never, ever, ever happened in the asset management world. Not to us and even not to BlackRock and all the other guys. This is complete un- uncharted territory. And I think that this can only play out one way, and that is certainly for Bitcoin, up. When you have the biggest asset managers in the world all fighting for your asset, I guess that the, person, the people that benefit the most is us that are holding it. And that is why, specifically, when you look today at, your, at, at Bitcoin, you've got Bitcoin up, again, up over f- uh, $45,000. But you've got the altcoin reckoning. Because for now, what we're seeing is we're seeing all the attention go into Bitcoin. And you can see it here. If you look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin's up 5.1%. Stacks is up 30%. We'll talk about why Stacks is up in 30%. The majority of the other altcoins are down, except for some. Osmosis is still up on the week. In fact, let's just go to today. Uh, look at, let's look at what's going on here today. Most of the altcoins down between 5 and 10%. Question, question, question is this the time to be selling your altcoins your and going into Bitcoin and riding out this Bitcoin narrative? Or is this the time to actually start buying the altcoins? And you can read why I asked the question on the screen, because the only asset they can buy is Bitcoin in the ETF, which means that all the money is just going to go into Bitcoin. What's going to happen? How, how is that going to be uh, good for our altcoin bags? I'll show you in a second. For now, though, what we're getting is we're getting the Bitcoin pump. And you can see that The dominance has actually started to go up. It actually broke back through this 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 trend line over here. And now it's starting to really start to go to go back up here. And actually, what we think might happen is let me actually show you. Let me show you what we think, what 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 one scenario that we have mapped out. I think we mapped it out. Here we go. So one scenario is that we actually take the, the dominance to this resistance point of here, which means dominance actually goes up to 57% from where it is today, which is 50, 54%. So we're kind of saying, look, we'll get dominance up like above here to 57%. And then only will we start getting uh, the rotation back into altcoins. That could happen because when the Bitcoin ETF is approved, logically what's going to happen is the Bitcoin price is going to spike. I have no doubt that as soon as the ETF is approved, Bitcoin goes above fifty thousand dollars. But that would also mean that we 're going to suck liquidity out of the alts That's that 's pretty much what 's going to happen. Certain alts certain alts will continue to run. There are certain narratives, like for example the stacks narrative, which we 'll talk about in a second, that are going to run with bitcoin so you 've got to choose where do you want to play? Do you want to play in Bitcoin and stacks and whatever else? Or do you want to play in all the, in all the, the, the other altcoins? So I read this tweet from, from Ansem and he says, uh, it could be Bitcoin season for a bit. Reaction to the ETF news this week should make that pretty clear if true or not. And then if it gets denied, obviously we're going down. Everyone knows that it's, it's, it's going down. I don't even want to think about that scenario because I think it's so, 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 so unlikely. But where are, where are we? We need to try and understand where we're at. I said this to you guys before. The ETF approval was a trade. That trade is now coming to an end. In the next 48, maybe 60 hours, that ETF approval trade is finished. It's coming to an end. The clock is finished in that trade. And that trade has to unwind. And we have to go into the next trade. And there's, as I said, there's multiple next trades. It could be um, Solana Futures ETF. It could be the ETH, uh, the ETH spot uh, ETF. I don't know what the next trade is going to be. We'll talk about what it could be. But ultimately, we're coming to the end of the trade. We've been talking about this trade now for, for uh, 206 days. It's finished now. And we're going on to the next trade. That's the first thing. The second thing is I said before that I was feeling uncomfortable because there was too much leverage in the, in the altcoin market. And we kept looking at this chart over here. And I kept saying to you guys, when I look at this chart over here, and let's put on the weekly, I said I was feeling very, very, very uncomfortable when the leverage on the altcoins was at high up here. And I said, look, I would be more comfortable if the leverage got to these levels, about seven. After today's or this weekend's flash out, we're at 8.63. That's, that's getting very, very, very close to my complete reset of leverage in the altcoin market. So we're very, very, very close to my complete, leverage, my complete leverage reset in the altcoin market, which I said is very, very, very healthy. I said it's a healthy dip of flushing out the leverage. It's long overdue. And I said, just let it flush out and then buy the dip. I said, this time next week, there'll be an ETF and everything will be back to normal. Very important that you realize what's happening here. The altcoin leverage is indeed getting flushed out. I would like to see one more flash out. I wanted to get to the levels six and a half to seven. That's, that's kind of like where I'm very happy. That's where I'm very happy. And I've been calling this for a long time. What you also need to realize is that the leverage that is being flashed out the system is this altcoin leverage, ex- excluding Bitcoin and ETH. So this is like, like real degen leverage. The institutional leverage is at an all-time high and continuing to grow. So McKenna says, the current sell-off is deleveraging on long-tail assets, which is expected with elevating funding rates and sentiment leaning, leaning towards euphoria, which is what I've been saying. CME futures open interest has not moved. Institutions are still long Bitcoin into spot ETF approvals this week. So you can verify that on VeloData, and you can see over here, institutions are still very, very, very much buying, um, are still very, very, very much um, taking, taking, taking their 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 leverage. So let's go back and talk about the elephant in the room here. Yeah. Because I, I, I tweeted on Friday and I said on Friday, I said, look, the market is telling you that the ETF approval is a seldom use for altcoins. Because I said the probability of the approval is 99% and altcoins were dumping really, really, really hard. I was looking for like a 20% or 30% flash out. We got... A big flash out, I think there might be one more leg down specifically for the altcoins. I think there might be one more leg down specifically, specifically for the altcoins. And then I think we continue to go up. I think that that's what happens. Now let's go back to the elephant in the room. If the, the, the ETF gets approved or when the ETF gets approved, do you think that the, instit- that the only thing that can run is Bitcoin because the institutions can only buy Bitcoin. I'll tell you. The answer is no. And I'll tell you exactly why. Because retail bought their Bitcoin before the institutions. And if you look at most retail investors, most people that bought, they bought Bitcoin first. And I think fair to say that the majority of us are all holding Bitcoin. Most of us are all holding Bitcoin. But we all know that our life-changing money is not going to be made by Bitcoin. You'll make money on Bitcoin, you'll make more money than you'll make on the stock market, but you're not going to make life-changing money on Bitcoin. You're not going to make life-changing money, forget about it. You want to make life-changing money? You've got to go to the next asset that the institutions are going to be able to buy way before the institutions, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And so what the rotation of capital will do is it will make Bitcoin an institutionalized asset, we will start selling some of our, as the price goes up, we will find it more worthwhile to sell some of our Bitcoin. And I say we, anybody that bought Bitcoin before the institutions, we will take that money and we will put our money lower down the curve. And when we put our money lower down the curve, we will wait for the institutions to do the same thing to every other assets. First, it's going to be ETH and the ETH ecosystem, then it's going to be Solana and we're going to continue to beat the institutions. You can almost see this as like a race where we buy, the institutions can't, then the institutions come and buy our bags and then we go to the next asset that they can't buy. And we've got a playbook now. We've seen the playbook. The first playbook was Bitcoin. We bought first, they went through all the hurdles to get ETFs approved and whatever else. The ETH one will be way quicker. Once the ETH one is approved, the solon will be very quick. Once the sole one is approved, the next ones will be very, 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 very quick. That is what the cycle is about. This cycle is about the retailer selling, or the, the, the smart retail investor that got in early, selling their tokens to the institutions as the, each token becomes institutionalized. When the token becomes institutionalized, that is the end of the parabolic returns, and the beginning of the institutional type returns. So I believe that now when after the cycle, after the institutions start to enter Bitcoin, we may get a big pump in Bitcoin for a while, but then for the next couple of years, we will never get the same kind of returns in Bitcoin ever again. We're gonna to have to go elsewhere to get those returns. And so as the institutions come in and bring money into Bitcoin, we'll move to ETH. They'll start putting money into ETH, we'll move to SOL. They'll put money into SOL, we'll continue to move down and down and down. And we will beat them to every single one of these assets until eventually we won't have any more competitive advantage as retail. But by that time, we would would have had to retire. That's how it works. And so I'm not worried about, about this. In fact, I'm very excited. Let them come in. When I believe the price is high enough, I will sell my Bitcoin to them. I will use that money to go and buy coins further down the spectrum. And I will sit back, just like I did with my Bitcoin, and I will wait for them to come and buy the next coins off me and the next coins off me and the next coins off me and the next coins off me. And then hopefully by the time they've bought the last coins off me, I'm so fucking rich and you're also so fucking rich and I don't have to do YouTube shows anymore and we can all go and meet on an island and have a party. But that's the playbook here. This, this cycle, this narrative is about beating the institutions to this. And I wouldn't worry about this. The more money that comes into Bitcoin, the more the early holders can sell and we can migrate to other assets. And so the cascade of money will flow down the curve. You need to now think about what the next step is. You, that's, what, that's what it's all about now. Now start thinking about what's the next step? And it's pretty obvious what the next step is. The next step is ETH. And what, what's the next step after ETH? Solana. And what's the next step after Solana? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. But you, you, you understand the mentality, right? You understand the mentality. The mentality is... We are just trying to stay ahead of the institutions very, 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 very very fast, and just start throwing throwing our our old tokens back to the institutions all the time and then putting more money into our pockets and just becoming filthy, fucking rich doing that and The thing that with that kind of money is that it's not um, it 's not uh, that we only get rich, but I think there's something special about getting rich whilst giving a big fuck you to the institutions and saying you know you've screwed us for so many years for so many years you've held the power now we're going to flip the power here now we're going to flip the power and we're actually going to sell our bags to you and we're going to make money off you because you've been uh, taking because you've been taking money from us for so many years you've been blocking our access and beating up us for so many years now we're going to do the same to you and why because your friends in, in Washington and where they make the laws, they blocked you from buying these assets while we were trading on crypto exchanges and buying these assets before you. And that's why to me, that kind of, 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 of profit is better than just financial profit. You know, it's like, it's, like, it's like there's more satisfaction out of that kind of money. You enjoy the money a lot more. When you're on your yacht, and you, like, you, like, you, you chill back and there's like girls in bikinis everywhere serving you drinks. And you think, you know, I made this money from the greedy fucking institutions. You know how cool that is? Do you know like that's the best fucking money? Like, I know all money is supposed to be the same. It's all fungible. But I think that that money is actually better than, than like normal money. You know what I mean? Like, if someone said to you, look, I don't know, four tots of vodka, five tots of straight fucking vodka. Straight fucking vodka. Anyway. So do we sell our altcoin bags now? No. Not if you're in for the long, long to medium term. If you're talking about what's going to happen this week or next week, I, sorry, I can't help you. I'm not a fortune teller. Um, but in the long term, everything, everything, everything is healthy in the long term. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that is unhealthy in the long term. I just want to show you some of the metrics here. Someone says, um, yes, I'm still down. My bags are down quite a lot from the all-time high. I'm betting on more mid-term to long-term, patiently waiting while working out to helping portfolio companies that I invested in. This tweet over here says, altcoins are, are um, retesting a multi-year accumulation re- range. Don't think the end will result very much different from what we saw in 2020. It's that retest we accumulated this whole time while we went through a bad bear market and then bang, we had the retest and we continued to go up. Someone says, we're not even close to old season yet. We've only pumped 85% from the lows and I agree with this. Total three went up over 3,000% in the last cycle. We're in the beginning part of the bull market, specifically in alts. We know exactly what the playbook is. Just buy the tokens ahead of the institutions. That's all you need to do. You can choose to buy them six months ahead of the institutions, in which case you'll be buying ETH, or you can choose to be buying them five years, in which case you'll be buying injective and and whatever other tokens say and whatever else, because the institutions won't be able to buy those tokens for, for, for many, many, many years. Um, we see that every single metric is telling us that everything is just fine. The charts I showed you a second ago, the inflows, so digital asset products saw an inflow totaling 151 million in the first week of 2024, which is huge. Again, the inflows continue. Stablecoins continue to come in. Remember the low of stablecoins in the market was about 123 billion. We're up to 132 billion. We're increasing at about a billion to 2 billion dollars every single week. So more and more and more money is coming into the market. This money excludes the money that the institutions are bringing in, which is reflected on this dashboard over here. So so effectively, we are we are um uh uh uh, uh everything, every metric here is absolutely, absolutely healthy. If I look, I just did this on total two and I just drew the line and you can see yeah we're just testing this 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 level over here we'll probably hit it and then continue to bounce that's that's pretty much where we're at everything here is looking perfect we are ready we well most of us are ready for the next part of the of the altcoin alt market And that's what i want to show you that's what i want to talk to you about now How, where do we pivot which narratives do we pivot into but everything is on track and we must continue to prepare for the next 500 days so we can make that kind of money, the kind of money where you sit back on the yacht and you say, this, this money I actually made from the institution. Now, to be prepared, I've said to you guys a few times, and I'm going to just plug in something very, very small here again. There is a cohort of Sheldon Sniper School, which is starting next week. I just want to show you what it's about. Have a look here. Um, let me just refer. Error. That's not good. Let's go here. You can maybe see it over here. Let's see if we can quickly get it here. Yeah? um
1: portfolio is going to look like this in month one all of a sudden three months later in a bull market this is what your portfolio looks like where your small caps is all your money <laughs> and your medium is your highest and your lowest amount is your bitcoin and ETH. because in this time bitcoin grew 50 percent in this time these things grew 500 percent now what you have to do is you've got to learn something and you'll, you have to rebalance your portfolio so what is what does this mean over here you've got to shrink your high risk now because you've made a lot of money and you've got to go and get out of the high risk and buy bitcoin you're not getting out of the market you just shift from your high risk and you're buying Bitcoin. Same with your medium risk, buy Bitcoin, until it looks back like this.
0: So, Sheldon's the guy that taught me how to trade. I was a shit trader before Sheldon. I am now a very good trader. The proof is in my portfolio. You've seen my portfolio a million times. I'm completely transparent with you guys. You can see it over here. Most are in a trade. I did take a SUI position, I'll show you in a second. It's a little bit down, but probably a good time to be buying, but otherwise every single one of my trades is up, okay, except BCH, up and up a lot. You want to join. You have exactly a week to do this. You go here. You go to learn how to trade with Sheldon the Sniper over here. It's this thing over here. You click here. And you start the sign-up process. And you will see that in that sign-up process, I think there's like... How many days are there left? There's very few. There's very few days left. Anyhow, internet here is, is slow like a tortoise. Go and do that and, 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 and sign up. Also, if you haven't already got an exchange specifically a derivatives exchange go and sign up for bitget there's a link below you get up to thirty thousand dollars and you can trade all of the tokens that before the institution so just go go and do that go and do that um josh let the sniper school team know that sheldon's link isn't loading and that people are trying to, to 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 log on anyway let's go on to where the money might flow to next where is the money where is the money going to flow to next and um as, as I said to you guys before, if you look at the bubbles, what you can see is that there are a few narratives that are playing out. The first narrative is playing out is the Bitcoin narrative. And specifically, when you look at the Bitcoin narrative, you see things like Stacks. So Stacks is a, a layer two for Bitcoin. And what Stacks effectively does is Stacks uh, allows for smart contracts and, and building that smart contract layer two on Bitcoin. So you can see that Stacks has had an amazing, amazing, amazing run. And it's about to go into like, like to, to hit the all-time high and get into, into price discovery. So one way is to play this, this all-time high. Um, you can also see that when you look at Stacks, the fully diluted valuation of like Optimism and Arbitrum, which are the layer twos on Ethereum, are like 18 billion and 14 billion. And on Stacks, the fully diluted valuation is 3 billion. So these two are fighting to be the ETH layer two, while Stacks is fighting to be the Bitcoin layer two. Now, what you need to understand here is that when the Bitcoin ETF gets approved, all the Bitcoin related tokens, Stacks, and there's a whole lot of them, there's all the Ordinals related tokens, all of those tokens are going to pump. Every single one of those tokens is going to pump. So you can play that narrative. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, 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 if Stacks goes back to its all-time high, which is 321. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened when the ETF gets approved. You can also look at the smaller tokens in the Bitcoin ecosystem, right? In fact, maybe just listen to this first. Uh, Have have a listen to this. This is the founder of, of Stacks.
1: Bitcoin L2s are the single most important thing that we need to work on to grow Bitcoin. What's the reason? I think a lot of people make this mistake and we should like mentally separate Bitcoin, the asset, from the rails that it runs on, right? So there's BTC. It runs on the L1 and if there are certain properties of the L1 that we want that would make BDC very valuable, that's good, right? So whenever someone says, hey, don't change Bitcoin, what they're saying is don't change the L1. That's fine, but we can have different rails. There can actually be hundreds of L2s if you, if you want, and those L2s could be as experimental as you want because it doesn't matter. Because you're, you're moving your Bitcoin. It's like moving your Bitcoin from cold storage. So it's the
0: fight, it's the fight for, the, for the Bitcoin L2s. That's one narrative that can actually be running. And you can also play all the other narratives. You can play all the, the Bitcoin, the multi-bridge, which is the, the Bitcoin ordinals, BRC20 bridge, et cetera. That's, or you can even play this um, Welsh Corgi coin, which is the, the, the first meme coin built on Bitcoin. You can, you can choose to play that. The next narrative is going to be the ETH narrative. We said it before. Because as soon as the Bitcoin ETF gets approved, everyone's going to start looking forward and say, wow, people made so much money in the Bitcoin ETF. Where are they going now? They're going to ETH. Now, we're not going to trade ETH because remember, we want to make life-changing money. So we want to make life-changing money, not life-changing money, right? So to do that, we can't trade ETH. It's impossible to trade ETH. We have to trade um, uh, 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 ETH derivatives or, or things in the ETH ecosystem. So what are the things in the ETH ecosystem that we're going to trade? There's two narratives that we're going to trade. The first thing is the layer twos. Arbitrum, Metis, Optimism, Mantle, Scale. Those are all the layer twos and those are going to explode. And I have positioned myself. You can do this on Bybit but You can see I've taken a monster fucking position in Arbitrum. I've got 440,000 Arbitrum here. Um, my entry price is 132. I actually made the last purchase just before the show at 170, 173. I purchased another hundred thousand, uh, another 100,000 Arbitrum. So I'm playing... I'm already positioning my my chess pieces for the next narrative, which is going to be Arbitrum, et cetera. Actually, one other one to look at, if you think Arbitrum is going to pump GMX, because when Arbitrum pumps, GMX and GNS and all the other ones actually start pumping. That's one narrative that you can look at. Next narrative, which we will spend a long time talking about, but I just don't think it's the right time, is to start talking about this restaking layer. So remember like you can stake your ETH and then you get your, your staked ETH back, your stETH, and then you want to restake your staked ETH. We'll talk about that. That's another narrative, which I actually think is, is worth is worth actually looking at. And we will spend time this week actually talking about them. Um, I mean the other one, so this whole ETH layer two narrative that is, is happening. So there's Arbitrum, Optimism, Mantle, Metis, et cetera. There's also Tommy, which is one of our show sponsors. Um, they are a ZK, uh, I think they're a ZK sync layer two on ETH, which is launching. You can go and check that one out. And if you like that, you can go and check out DOP. DOP is Data Ownership Protocol. And what they do is they allow you to make completely private transactions that you can't even see them on, Meta, on, on the uh, ETH Explorer. On the Explorer, you can't see them. Uh, that's completely private transactions. Um, and okay, they say 2024 is underway. What's installed, There's a to- token launch and exchange listings, mainnet launch. Comprehensive security audits. They've got a whole roadmap. But the entry into this is to actually go and buy the Tommy token. So go and look at, go and check the, the Tommy token. That should be uh, one of the things to look at. Um. Also, if you're smart and you've been looking at the on chain research, you would have seen that a lot of money is starting to flow out of Ethereum into SUI. SUI hasn't had its pump yet. And now we're starting to see money actually start flowing into SUI. So what I did was I just started nibbling on SUI. Not big, just starting to position myself. You see, my entry point is 87. It's a long way away from here. But there's money starting to... I saw money. If you look at the wormhole bridge, you can see that money's flowing out of Ethereum into Sui, Solana, and then all the other ETH too. So at least you you know that. Injective also launching a mainnet. Astroport also cooking. So there's a lot of stuff happening with altcoins. We'll spend the rest of the week talking about that. Also, for the rest of the week, um, we have PPI and CPI coming out. Um... I think CPI is on Wednesday, January 11th, and PPI is, this is the inflation numbers, is on, 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 on Thursday. We have to keep our eyes open for, uh, on the CPI and PPI, but they're not the most important. The, the, the December number is not the important number. The number that's important is probably January, February, March, and that's because shipping is becoming much more expensive because the Hooties have blocked off the Suez Canal, and all the ships have to, look at all the, all the, all the ships, all the container ships have to go around Africa to get through the Suez Canal, which I didn't have to do before to get to places like Israel and whatever else. And so I think that that's driving up the cost of shipping, and when the, sh- the cost of shipping goes up, the inflation may actually go up. So we've got to be very, very, very cognizant of what's going on. We pay attention to the inflation numbers, even though I think everything is going to be uh, is going to be good. But then we we we. Um, we, 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 we more pay attention to January, February, March. Those are the ones that we actually um, pay much more attention to. Um, that is it for today. Remember to go and sign up to Bybit and BitGet if you don't already have an exchange so that you can make that life-changing money before the institutions make it. And if you're not already signed up to Sniper School, have, have the school team sorted out their shit there or not? It's down. It's down. It's down. And when are they putting it up? Okay, well, we'll let you know when it's actually up. I will see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends.